Hello and welcome to the Taste Uber Music Podcast. I'm Diana Lynn. After a 40-year career in corporate America, I took a huge U-turn and became a volunteer DJ on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Since 2010, I've been the host, programmer, and engineer of a weekly Americana Roots music show, The Tasty Brew. With this podcast, I'll be sharing conversations with artists and music industry insiders with the goal of entertaining and educating the listening audience, all while giving a voice to the music makers that are underserved or ignored by mainstream media. I met Austin singer-songwriter Mandy Rowden some years ago when she breezed through Kansas City to meet up with former tour mate Duncan Hill. I quickly became a fan of her music and work ethic. The icing on the cake was she and my dearly departed friend Tom Green were from the same bustling East Texas metropolis of Sulphur Springs. We've stayed in touch over the years and I was so happy to recently have a conversation with her via phone on my radio show. We talked about many things, including trying to launch a new album via Kickstarter during a pandemic, and the Texas 2021 Snowvid catastrophe, going days without running water or power. The Austin Chronicle says, Mandy Rowden kicks butt with her pen. The Charleston City Paper says, Rowden tells it like it is over a wiry brand of alt country, singing in a low key, sleepily sensual voice that calls to mind Kim Ritchie or Lucinda Williams. As I said, brought up in East Texas, Mandy Rowden has been practicing music since the tender age of six. That's when she began learning classical piano and guitar, laying the foundation for an eventual career in music. But it wasn't until the Americana sound found its way into her soul that she embraced her true path, that of a real deal, down-in-the-dirt singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist who's weathered some storms and emerged with tales to tell. In addition to making music of her own, Rowden is dedicated to helping others discover the joy of songwriting, vocal performance, and instrument study. That's why she founded Girl Guitar, a comprehensive rock school for women, bringing music enthusiasts of every skill level into six-week workshops with a rollicking showcase at the end. The Austin-based program introduces beginners to the basics of their chosen craft and encourages intermediate and advanced musicians to further hone their skills, all the while surrounded by a very supportive female community. Enjoy my conversation with Austin singer-songwriter, Mandy Rowden. Are you there, Mandy Rowden? I'm here. I'm always so appreciative when this works. <laughs> it's never <laughs> it's never a guarantee. How the hell are you, girl? Oh, man, I'm good. I mean, that's a loaded question right now. So Isn't it, like, though? Good now yeah. compared to good like two years ago probably means something different. But yeah. I'm, I'm really good. Well, you know, I was trying to put a finger on the last time we actually saw each other in person, and I think maybe it was over the Christmas holidays several years ago when my friend Corinne and I were house-sitting there in Austin, and you were playing at the hole in the wall and we came by to visit has it been that long you think since we've seen each other in person i want to say i've been back to kansas city since then but it's all kind of a jumble i don't know i got i got time warp i got covid brain yeah i don't know (laughs) wait till i've got 30 years on you girl wait wait just wait just you wait um if you're just joining us i am on the phone with ms mandy rowden from austin texas she is a singer songwriter and also the proprietor and founder of girl guitar down there in uh uh, Austin, but we have a new album out called Parachute that's getting lots of great buzz. I'm so, so happy for you. Are you doing a lot of these phoners and phone interviews right now in, in printed media? I am. I am. Yeah, this is the fun part of the release where everything's just buzzing. And um, yeah, I've been on the phone with a lot 
of different DJs and having a great time with it, really. I'm, I'm proud of this record. It's fun for me to talk about it. Well, I'm proud of you for this record as well. I know, I mean, I can't even imagine what goes into the thought process. Oh, it's a pandemic and I'm going to do a Kickstarter and try to do another album. <laughs> so uh, was there tequila involved or, or how did how did the whole project come around? Oh, my God. Believe it or not, it was tequila-free, but it, uh, it is a little bit crazy. I can give it that. You know, right when, I guess about this time last year, when everything was coming down and we were all freaking out and not knowing what to expect, I saw something on Twitter, I think, about how King Lear was written during the uh, quarantine. Oh, during the, the plague, plague. The Black Plague, yeah. And uh, it just really kind of lit a fire under my butt <laughs> to uh, try to use whatever, whatever happens here, whatever time we have in lockdown to be creative and have something to show for it rather than the other alternative in my mind, which was just to freak out and go down some kind of depression hole. Well, I think that, you know, was a common reaction at first. I mean, uh, I I know that to be true, having talked to so many artists now Mm -hmm. as time has gone on, and they were like deer in the headlights at first. But when, Mm -hmm. you know, the reality set in that, you know, the inspiration doesn't stop and then create, you know, the the generative or regenerative process isn't necessarily stop what am I what am I going to do am I going to keep on pushing mm-hmm. so now I don't know about you but I am inundated with new music every day so the flood mm-hmm. the floodgates are open and are you do you have a plan to go out and tour in support of this record um, anytime <laughs> sooner is that all uh, no I well not in the traditional step I, I wish I could but I just still don't feel completely comfortable you know unleashing being in public I'm doing that in very small and very limited doses. So I'm doing a a handful of online things. I've got a CD release performance filmed already that I'm going to release online soon. And I will be doing a series of house concerts kind of around the Austin area. And then this summer, I'm doing my thing where I go up to Montana for a bit, which I've been doing for a lot of summers. Because as we've talked about, uh, July and August in Austin is a really bad place to be. Right, right. Well, and Um, Austin has had such extreme weather this winter on the other side of the coin. (laughs) That that probably was pretty crazy to get get through it when you're trying yeah, to arrange press for a for a release and all that and then you you don't have heat or water or yeah crazy crazy well winter. that was about the third week of my kickstarter campaign when what we're calling snowvid happened and uh yeah it really was it, it threw me for a loop and i have enough perspective to understand that my kickstarter was not nearly the most important thing going on but it was important to me and when that happened i just kind of said forget it I, how can i go trying to sell my record while people are going through all this and I was in the thick of it too I lost power for six days yeah, my you know the water was freezing over in my cat's bowls inside the house it was uh it was terrifying it was awful so the kickstarter took a back burner but somehow we managed to make it successful you did anyway you so did that was, a, that was a perk <laughs> that was a perk well one of the things that I find I mean unusual not unusual but remarkable about you is that on this record especially you play all of all of the instruments on all of the tracks is that right or most of them? It's close. I uh, I guess the, the rundown I, is that I didn't play any of the drums. Uh, I played bass on one song. Uh, 
Warren Hood played fiddle on one song. Oh, he's a slacker. And other than, yeah, he's, <laughs> that doesn't suck, obviously, <laughs> to have Warren. And other than that, I played everything. So every single guitar track, piano, all the rest of the violins, all of the um, mandolin, lap steel, and then vocals. That, that's all me. So I was really proud of that. That That's not a small thing in my book. I'm, I'm really excited to, to have been able to do all that, to have so much Mandy on this thing. And did you <laughs> produce it as me. well? Did you produce it as well, or did you have a co-producer with you? I, I, I was kind of half half on it. I worked with Matt Smith here in Austin, and we co-produced it, so well, I, I did do a lot of it myself. Well, in the midst of doing all of this, Mandy Rowden, you also got a degree from Texas State University, right? <laughs> Yeah, my, my I, sister I, and my my yeah, my was, sister and my niece graduated from Texas State University. That is no small feat. Did you get a master's degree? What what was that all about? Actually, no. I was finishing my undergrad, but I uh, never finished back. You know, back in the day, and I had started it uh, well before COVID hit, and it definitely threw me for a loop trying to finish all that with the crazy way that you know everything went online. It was pretty insane. I considered putting it off, but I finished it. Um, graduated in December. Jumped in the river. I don't know if your I family felt, members did that. Uh, they did, <laughs> and I think my niece broke her, actually broke her leg. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> That was that was not a highlight. And my, when my sister went there, it was called Southwest Texas State University. So it's Southwest Texas. Yeah, it's been a minute. That's what it's it was a minute. when I started. So oh, I oh. Well, you know, women, hear us roar. You you finished a degree. You put out an album. Um, you survived COVID so far. What? So you know, I I have this ball cap that I wear a lot here in Kansas City that says "Keep Austin Weird." And mm-hmm. every time I wear it, I get comments on it, and it's usually oh, I love Austin, I miss Austin, whatever. And it happened again this week. So how is it down there during the last year since it's the so-called live music capital of the world are are you, are you coming out of of the darkness is there a, is there a plan what's what's going on <laughs> and, and that's a loaded question it's been uh really sad for the music scene around here uh, a lot we've lost a lot of venues since covid started they just haven't been able to survive and we've lost a lot of musicians too simply because there's no money to be made here people are either moving or you know, having to break down and get regular jobs of some kind. There's been live streaming, but that's also getting, you know, that that's getting harder than it was in the beginning. But no, it's just been really, really hard for everyone who plays and everyone who works the clubs and to see them go. I don't know where it's going to land. There's talk of when the death idols there will be this big resurgence, and I hope that's true, but it'll definitely be different. Things have been shaken up, and it's been really, really sad to see. It, um, it has been so sad. I don't know. It, it remains to be seen. What it, the land. it does re- remain to be seen, and I know that here in, in our neck of the woods, we have this added factor of weather where we really only have about five months, maybe six months out of the year where it's practical to be able to do an outdoor performance where you don't have quite that I- issue in Texas, although the heat in the summer is just so oppressive. Um, like you said, <laughs> You get the hell out of Dodge and go to, to Montana, and you are going to do that this year. Damn. Well, let's uh, let's talk about uh, parachute again. Um, you got a feature yeah. in American Songwriter magazine. Did you, I know that you've always been very proactive and, and a very DIY type of artist, doing your own booking and, and everything. How, how did you? How has this or has this release been different in the amount of print media and different kind of media that you've been able to get for parachute? Well, um, I mean, getting an American Songwriter is a huge feather in my cap. I've read that magazine for years, and so that's just 
that's personally satisfying on a lot of levels. And while I have been very DIY about a lot of the things over the years, I'm actually working with a PR company out of Nashville called Milestone. And they've been able to, they've, they've been really, really helpful. When I've had my hands full, I'll be honest, if it had been up to me alone on this release, <laughs> which, I don't know, it'd be like a few fake Facebook posts, and that yeah, might be yeah. it. Yeah, well, it takes, um, it takes a village. I'm maxed out. Yeah, I, uh, it's true. So I really got to hand it to them. They've helped me out with so much, and they got me you know, a review of the, the Statesman here in Austin and some TV spots and some cool stuff like that. So I'll say, I don't know if it has to do more with them or the pandemic or what circumstances caused it, but I've had a really good response from the media this time, so that's exciting. I'm I've grateful. been a subscriber of American Songwriter for a long time, so I was really thrilled to see that you were featured in that and, and they gave you the opportunity to essentially g- give the backstory for each one of the songs on the album which I find really helpful as a DJ before I do like a first run through of an entire CD I mean it doesn't really color that much how I interpret the song myself or how I you know put my own um, or give my own energy to it but I, I find it fascinating and interesting on the backstory um, on the song yeah, I mean but that you know that's just me that's just me well I sure do miss Austin I don't know it really is our goal to try to get down there this year I haven't seen my family for two years and I got my second mm-hmm. vaccination on Tuesday. I had COVID. Congratulations. I know. I had COVID in January, and, and I'm I'm hoping to finally get out of town and, and start uh, and going to see live music. I mean, anybody knows me that knows I'm I'm a regular <laughs> four or five nights a week, and I haven't haven't been able to do that. Who are you listening to right now? Is there is there uh, somebody besides Mandy Rowden? You want to give me a heads up on who I should be listening to? <laughs> You know, it was coincidence, but a good buddy of mine in Lake Tahoe released a record the same day as mine. His name is Darren Sin, and the album is great. He's he, he's sort of one of these John Prine, Todd Schneider type writers. Lots of stories, lots of tongue in cheek. His album is called what is it called? Nothing comes from nowhere, and it's fantastic. I've listened to it. 15 times this week, probably. If you haven't met him yet, I mean, he haunt the the Folk Alliance scene and all that, so you may have crossed paths already. No, Darren Sin is fantastic. I would totally listen to that album. Well, uh, thanks for the tip. I've always, I always like Heck to, yeah. listen, I, I like to know what other people are, are listening uh, to as well. Because yeah. there, you know, there is a lot out there, and there's a lot of good stuff out there. And I'm, you know, I'm always looking for that next great song. Mm-hmm. I really do like Parachute. I, I do think it's your best work so far. Um, uh-huh. Thank you. And I think when I hear comparisons to Lucinda Williams and folks like that it's you know it's it's true but you you're very unique and unusual to me I think that uh, your voice I know it's you when I hear it you have a maturity to your lyrics and you know it's it's big girl stuff you know it's big girl stuff. <laughs> well thank you H- how's the girl- that go, go ahead I'm sorry I, I was just gonna say that means a lot coming from you so thank you very much I know you've listened to my past records and you're not just giving me lip service and mm, I, I really appreciate that no I I, I don't I I mean, I I generally only get to be on the radio once a week for two hours, and so I'm very picky about what I play mm-hmm. because I only do have that opportunity generally. Uh, I feel a responsibility to curate the playlists, to give a voice to those that are, you know, either underserved or completely underrepresented by corporate mm-hmm. mainstream radio. And the folks that I've played today are everybody from, you know, Jim Lauderdale to Grace Potter to Allison Krauss and Eddie Vedder, and, and uh, <laughs> coming up will be Mandy Rowden. But those are folks that you generally don't hear on mainstream corporate radio here in Canada. 
Kansas City or in the heartland. So I'm, I'm always glad to be able to give you a voice. For those of our listeners that may not be familiar with Mandy Rowden, I, I know that you're on Bandcamp, and it's Bandcamp Friday. So uh, what's the best way to access all things Mandy Rowden? Well, MandyRowden.com is the kind of the central hub for everything. From there, you could read up and shop up and listen up and all of those kind of things. But there is a link there to my Bandcamp profile, which is such a handy thing. They've been waiving their revenues on Fridays. And that's a way to listen to music and sort of pay what you want, which can be a really handy thing for artists like myself. So, yeah. MandyRowden.com is definitely the best place to to check it out and get started. Do you find that Bandcamp is the most kind of musician-friendly platform to be on vis-a-vis, you know, Spotify and iTunes in order to get some (laughs) revenue? I mean... Oh, yeah, I mean, hands down, if somebody were to come to Bandcamp and pay the minimum, which is a dollar, that more than I would make from, I don't know, don't check my math, but let's say like 8,000 Spotify streams or something like that. So, uh, so, yeah, that measly little dollar on Bandcamp is actually pretty substantial when it comes to streaming math, you know? So, uh, yeah, it makes a huge difference. It's very, very helpful to the artist. Well, what I want to do is, uh, before I say goodbye to you, I want to talk about, uh, I want to play at least two if not three tracks from Parachute so I would like for you to choose the tracks that you might want me to play and maybe give us a little bit of that backstory for the songs in case folks don't have a subscription or haven't checked out the American Songwriter feature uh, quite Mm -hmm. yet. What songs would you like for me to play from Parachute? Well I would love for you to play the title track of course Parachute that's one of my favorites on the record it's really just what I keep calling a love song after the fact it's the the part about later when everything's kind of settled down and how great it is just to sit on the couch and do nothing (laughs) and uh just be just be with the person you want to be with when all the butterflies and the fireworks have died out that very much what that song is about and it's a favorite of mine i think that people can relate to that if you if you are locked down with somebody during a pandemic and you're still speaking to each other and haven't killed each other when you're, you know, nine months, a year in, then it's probably going to work out. You know? Yeah, that's true love right there, right? Yep. yep. Okay, uh, um, Parachute for sure. I'm going to let you pick one more, and then I'm going to pick one if it's not the same one. I've got one in mind, but let's see what you <laughs> Well, I think uh, if I had to pick one more, uh, I think Sing Hallelujah is has got to be on the lineup. That song to me is probably the most powerful on the record, and it is absolutely about this last year. I, I wrote it, I wrote the first draft of the song for a frontline worker in a hospital in Queens, New York, through a, a program I'm part of called Songs for the Soul, which is all about, you know, kind of working with the healing power of music, specifically with nurses. So that's where it began. And I went back and, and rewrote some lyrics to kind of broaden the scope so it wasn't just so much about, um, about healthcare workers. And then um, that's where it went. Um, it's one I'm just ridiculously proud of on the album and so I would love for that one to be in the mix All right, Um, my choice I do love those two Mm -hmm. songs but my choice is Peace Where I Used to Have None Oh, good. And <laughs> I love that one. I mean, that is the the song title that jumped out at me, you know, when I was looking at the song list before I even heard anything. Just the song title, Peace Where I Used to Have None, because this past year, uh, especially January, I mean, I survived an insurrection, an impeachment, an inauguration, COVID, <laughs> um, and the, the loss 
uh, via an accidental drug overdose of my nephew. I mean, that all happened within the scope of a couple, three weeks. And I, I was, I was way deeper and darker than I had been for a really long time. And so when I saw that, when I saw that, um, the, the, the title piece where I used to have none, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to go there. So, uh, (laughs) so you give me your backstory on the song. Well, that's a pretty powerful one. I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, I think a lot of us have some similar story where we could all like make a list of how, Mm -hmm. you know, how many just really rough things happened in such a short span. But, you know, I, I grew up in a, um, gospel atmosphere. I've told you a little bit before about my very Right. Sulfur Springs, Southern Texas. Yes. <laughs> Sulfur Springs. I forget we have that connection. Mm-hmm. But yes, I uh, I don't listen to a lot of gospel anymore, but it's always interesting to me how it works its way into my writing sometimes. So this to me is a gospel-inspired tune. Just, um, you know, it's, it's partly about what's going on with all of us or where we hope to get to, but it's also outside of the, the COVID situation, just a little bit about growing up. <laughs> And just things settling down and just feeling calmer and feeling, um, I don't know, more secure about a million different factors. I could rattle off a lot of stories. We don't have time for, yeah. for the extent of it. But it's just about kind of coming around the corner and realizing that um, it's okay to just be peaceful and calm and appreciate it. It is. It is an absolutely necessary for your own, you know, mental well-being. Mm-hmm. Well, well, this went too fast, darn it, Mandy. I, um, I'm so <laughs> looking forward to coming to Austin. We really hope to make the trip this year. Uh, and I hope, it's not, I hope it's not when you're in Montana, but maybe we'll just... If you come to Austin during July and August, me not being here... No, no, I don't, I don't think it'll be then. I think, I think it'll be late. We're hoping to, get, you know, we're hoping to make it to Nashville this year if, if they have Americana Fest. We're hoping to make it to Woody Fest in Oklahoma, which is in the middle of July if that happens. But we do hope to make it to Texas to see you and... Duncan Hill and all of our friends that are down there in Austin and all of our family as well. Mandy Rowden, thank you so much. I'm going to uh, treat our listeners now to from Mandy Rowden's brand mm-hmm. new work that we're going to hear the uh, the title track Parachute. You have a great rest of your day and uh, let's let's uh, let's talk again soon. Yeah, you too, Diana. Thank you so much for having me. You're a hero and we appreciate you so much. Oh well, you're so welcome. It's my pleasure and my honor to talk to you and you you have a great weekend. All right, you too. Take care. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. In the game of life, some things are fun, some are not. I may roll my eyes, but I've played them a lot. One thing is sure, I need a partner in crime. few close calls, but I found one this time. All day long we run, thinking ends have to meet. There's no time left for all the things that we
Give me the best of you 